Hey, what's up, beautiful people? And welcome back to the Womanhood Podcast, where we talk about all things intersectionality of womanhood and what that looks like on a college campus. It's your girl, Nessa, here with my new co-host, Kirsten. Say what's up, Kirsten. Hello, everyone. I'm very excited to be here. I'm so excited to have Kirsten as a new co-host this year. The conversation and topics we're going to talk about are going to be so amazing, but I want you all to get to know who Kirsten is. She is new to the podcast, but you know, let's play a get to know you tag, Kirsten. So let's get started. (laughs) Tea or coffee? Tea, Uh, but if it's coffee, cold brew. (laughs) I'm a big tea drinker for sure. Second one, what is your favorite TV show right now? I May Destroy You on HBO um, with Michaela Cole. It's incredible. Um, highly recommend. Uh, make sure to check out like the content warnings online before you watch it. But it's amazing. Truly an unprecedented work of art. <laughs> it's amazing. Alrighty. Awesome. Are you team iPhone or team Android? So I'm team Android, but oh, I also have a no. Mac. <laughs> I have a Mac though. So I'm like kind of a traitor on both sides. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. kind of like me. Like I have an iPhone, but then I have like a Windows computer. So why would you do it like that? It, I feel like Androids are clearly superior phones, but Macs are clearly superior computers. And you've, you've got it wrong on both sides. Vanessa. You get the best of both worlds on this side. Song to describe how your 2021 has been so far. Oh. Hmm. What's a song that describes just okay? <laughs> not particularly bad, but not amazing either. Um, oh, okay. Yes, I've got a good one. So I would say my 2021 attitude can be best described by the song Modern Girl by the band Slater Kinney. Um, it's kind of an oldie, but it is fantastic. Um, it's like sort of a soft riot girl punk rock song um it's great and slater kinney is incredible and everyone should listen to them awesome so i'll make sure to check them out i never actually heard of them i've been trying to like get some new artists in my playlist there's so many people out there so wanting to see a lot of local like listening to a lot of local artists who i found myself doing that so definitely will check them out so all about love we're in the month of february it's already february we were just in january so we're already in february and as you know this is considered the month of love and also black history month which is pretty amazing too but for today's episode we're focusing primarily on the five love languages i'm pretty sure you've heard of the five love languages if you haven't we'll be talking about it in depth today even taking our quiz today so stay tuned for that a book that was created by Gary Chapman, and it outlines the five general ways that individuals express and experience love in in both romantic and platonic relationships. I know a lot of people have used the five love languages to focus more so on romantic relationships, but definitely these languages can be used in like platonic relationships, relationship with your mom, your dad, knowing how to um, grow and develop healthy friendship as well as healthy conversations. It's also helpful, I will say, um, as a young professional, it's very helpful in navigating workplace relationships too, um, which, you know, 
we don't necessarily think of love languages as much like in the workplace, but it does, it's very important to know how to like, like affirm, affirm people and how to um, communicate with people more effectively in a way that they're going to vibe with, you know, Um, there are certain people who really don't like praise or they don't like public praise. Uh, There are people who really need it. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, this is all super relevant for any kind of relationship. So we're going to take the quiz right here and now, both of us. Um, So you all are going to get to hear uh, like who kind of who we are a little bit in our answers to the questions. So you can take the quiz as well. um, And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, But the quiz, I'll say just to start off with a little bit of a disclaimer with the quiz. it could be improved upon. Um, the question at the beginning, um, like the very first question, it asks you for your gender and it only gives you two options of male and female, which we know is definitely not inclusive and not in the spirit of the X in womanhood either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you know, you can kind of take or leave it as you would. Um, it's just sort of a smorgasbord of information and you can take what serves you, take what's useful to you and then leave the rest. Yes, definitely. So like I've always heard you, you chew the meat and you spit out the bone. So chew all that's good. And then, you know, go ahead and do more research and knowing how you can also improve in those areas. In this quiz before, but I think it'll be interesting to see if anything has changed. Um, I feel like my top three will stay the same, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that's, I've also taken this quiz more than once. I took this mm-hmm. as a kid, um, probably around the age of like 12 or 13. Um, oh. My mom read the book around then. And so she had me and my siblings um, all take the quiz. And then we talked about it, um, like as a family. Um, but I'm pretty certain that my answers will have changed. Um, so I'm curious to see what my results are going to be. Do not... I I disagree with this quiz. (laughs) No, I don't. But this is, I was not expecting this result at all. It is, it's definitely changed um, and was not what I was expecting at all. (laughs) Yeah. What about you? I would say like the top three have stayed the same. They're just in different orders. They're just in a different order, but like Wow, it's interesting to know, like, I can start off by saying, like, my primary love language is quality time. And before that was like, the third one, and words of affirmation was my very first one. So this is really cool to see, but I do, like, I do agree with what I have, the, that being my primary love language, I guess, like, since over time, like, even just being in quarantine, knowing that spending more time with family and things like that, I've realized that, okay, I actually enjoy undivided time with like family, friends, like finding ways to do those things. So yeah, what what are yours, um, Kirsten? I think that what you just said about quarantine is probably true for a lot of people because that's exactly (laughs) what happened to me too. So my number one is also quality time. Um, And my top three are also the same, but have changed in order. Um, and I'm, as I was taking the quiz, I was kind of noticing that where I was like, not answering, um, the physical touch option on the quiz because I was like, eh, <laughs> I can live without it because <laughs> it's been like a year and I've lived without it. So mm-hmm. I can live without it. 
Um, but yeah, quality time is my number one. And then words of affirmation and physical touch are tied um, for the other two for me, um, which I am, I'm surprised by, honestly, that quality time came in as number one. But I think it's like, I, I would bet, I would love to do it like a qualitative study <laughs> um, to like hear from people on, mm-hmm. you know, if their quality time result has like gone up in this quiz because of the pandemic. I think we all are learning to value that more Mm -hmm. and get more creative with it and everything, which is fascinating to me. We have like pretty much the same, like quality time, words of affirmation and physical touch. Those are my top three. So that's really cool. (laughs) Would you look at that? Yeah. (laughs) Say that you communicate love using those things like in that same order. No, that's the thing. Like I noticed that about like myself, like the the um the love language that I have like I do like the opposite for others I prefer like giving others gifts and like doing acts of service for them so that's really I mean that's really cool but I hope like my significant other or like my friends like they're okay with like me like their love language is receiving gifts because if not it's like okay I have to know how to navigate that friendship or relationship and so on so yeah so it's definitely flipped for me. So what about you? Yeah, I would say mine are different as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've noticed, um, although I will say, I recently had a conversation with a very good friend of mine about our love languages. And we were kind of both feeling a little like maybe we weren't um, connecting as much as we would like to be. And like, just feeling like, like she actually asked me like, Kirsten, how can I love you better? (laughs) It was such a wholesome conversation, but Mm -hmm. as we were talking, um, we kind of realized like that I was feeling like we weren't spending enough quality time together. (laughs) So we kind of started to spend a little more time together and that is um, very much in line with the results. But um, but no, I'm big on words of affirmation in terms of the way that I communicate love. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm also, I also like, um, giving gifts and acts of service, but, um, those two are definitely not my, like, number one, like, preferred, um, method for receiving it. Um, but it's interesting though, I think just having the awareness of the existence of love languages and having some knowledge about your own and curiosity, genuine curiosity about the love languages of the people in your life can truly help you to give and receive love more effectively because just having the awareness alone has allowed me personally to look at my relationships. Um, My grandparents are one of my favorite examples. Like they're not conscious of love languages. (laughs) They've never taken the quizzes or anything like that, but I'm very conscious of their love languages and Mm -hmm. the way that I can communicate love to them and also the way that they give it to me. And so even though we've never had the like conversation explicitly, um, Mm -hmm. my awareness of it has allowed me to love them better and receive their love um, more consciously. So I think that it truly can improve your relationships just having the awareness alone. I also feel like it also promotes like selflessness like selflessness not selfishness because like you're focusing on someone else's needs rather than your own and so that's definitely like okay it's not about me 
let me see how I can like be a better friend or be a better partner to this person. So I think that another way that relationships benefit from love language is just maintaining intimacy, um, just keeping the love tank full, creating like more understanding and also being able to understand um, and communicate with your partner or friend um, and learn more about each other not only learn, but connect in a different way in deeper and more meaningful ways. So definitely that and also aiding personal growth. And I think you, Kirsten, touched on this a bit on speaking on just being more self-aware. And so sometimes in society, we have social media, we have all these different platforms out here and we can be so self-absorbed sometimes. I know I can, I'm like, it's all about me. And it's like, no girl, it's not. So just being able to you know, care about someone else and to get out of your comfort zone to know how to love someone else and how that fosters growth in relationships in general. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think all of those things are very much related to the uh, characteristics that you would find in a healthy relationship, whether it's romantic or platonic. The One Love Foundation um, which is an awesome resource. And I would encourage everyone to check them out. Um, so they have this framework um, called the 10 signs of a healthy relationship that they use in their um, education model um, for educating people about um, healthy and unhealthy relationships and how to love better. Um, and the 10 signs that uh, they've identified of a healthy relationship are comfortable pace, trust, honesty, independence, respect, equality, kindness, taking responsibility, fun, and my favorite, healthy conflict. So I think that the love languages are really, really good place to start if you're feeling unloved or you're feeling unappreciated or like your partner just doesn't get it. <laughs> like they just yeah. don't get you. <laughs> yeah. And um, to have a conversation, to approach that conversation from the framework of let's seek to understand each other better, um, which you touched on that, like the importance of like understanding um, yeah. each other. This is a great tool for that. And so engaging in that healthy conflict of like, we're arguing a lot or we're yeah. fighting a lot or we're not connecting, we're not communicating, we're on different pages. Um, maybe sitting your partner down and saying, hey, let's take this quiz together <laughs> side by <laughs> side and then let's talk about it um, yeah. because I, I think this is an example that they use in the book, if I remember correctly. Um, but it's the example of uh, a husband and a wife um, not connecting and being mm -hmm. completely like disconnected in their relationship and in their love. And the wife, I think, approaches the husband like, you never tell me that you love me. And the husband is like, what do you mean? I have done the dishes every night this week. I mowed the lawn over the weekend. I took the trash out this morning. Like I did all yeah. these things. And the wife is like, what are you talking about? But it's clearly like he's communicating through acts of service, whereas she mm -hmm. is wanting to receive words of affirmation. Yeah. And so to approach it rather than like, why aren't you telling me you love me? Or like, <laughs> you know, we're not connecting to approach yeah. it like, hey, let's engage in this healthy dialogue for a minute and like acknowledge that there's conflict and acknowledge that there's disconnect and then seek to understand each other better and then love each other better. Um, and this is a fantastic tool to do that. Um, it could be a yeah. fun thing to do on Valentine's day, honestly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think also it takes a level of vulnerability 
to be open about that. I feel like sometimes people, they're just like, okay, you know, let me not even just bring it up. But honestly, just being able to open up to this person, like, hey, I don't, I don't feel like I'm receiving love from you in this way. Like, can we have a conversation like you mentioned and talk about this? Like, what are some ways that we can better support each other? Like, how can we grow um, and learn each other's love language? So just like Kirsten mentioned, this can definitely be something to do on Valentine's Day or Galentine's Day, because Galentine's Day is February 13th. Get your gals and go out, do something fun. And you can, you all can learn each other's love language and just support each other in that way. So I friendships definitely have gotten better um, as we've all learned each other's love languages for sure. <laughs> yes, I, I can totally relate. Um, so this actually this weekend, yeah, Valentine's Day, yeah. Uh, me and my friends are like doing something for Valentine's Day. And I was like, make sure that you add your love language. Like I did a whole entire like Google doc because like, planning things with my friend is a whole another thing. So I have to make sure everything's organized. And so I was like, make sure to add what's your love language and a question that I asked was like, what are some ways that I can be a better friend to you? I think sometimes we can focus on like what I need from this person and being very selfish, but it's like, okay, let me see how I can be a better friend. How can I be a better partner is definitely some things just to consider um, in those relationships. And that just That's takes- awesome. Mm-hmm. You would put that all in a Google Doc for your friends to fill out. You, that is so you. <laughs> <laughs> they literally laughed, and I'm like, no, we have to be organized. Like, I know with planning, it can be a bit difficult. So I'm like, no, let's create a Google Doc. I was like, where do you all want to go? I did like a brunch, beach, park, like painting at the park. So many different ideas I gave them so we can see like what works best. So definitely trying something out like that with your friends can totally be great. Um, And just, you know, fostering conversation, fellowshipping together um, will be a totally great idea for this weekend. And so let's talk about ways to practice love language, the love language in a pandemic. As we all know, we're stuck in the house. We, we've been here, like it's, we're literally about to come up on the one year anniversary of COVID. And I can, like, it's, it's almost a year. That is crazy to me, like what? So definitely we've learned so many things. We've grown in so many areas. It's been a lot, but let's talk about some ways that we can practice the love language amidst a pandemic. So I know that physical touch as well as quality time are some of those love languages that has been impacted by COVID. So in regards to quality time, knowing that this is something that I am totally big on, that that's my top love language, I would say a way that I can practice or a way that I can practice like having quality time with others, whether that's my friend, a boyfriend, um, whatever. For me, it'll be going on a Zoom and watching a movie together with someone like uninterrupted, please don't have your phone out. Like, please don't have, don't be texting no one while we're watching a movie. Although (laughs) it's online, although it's on Zoom, like that's something that irks me. So definitely just having that undivided attention can be a way that I can, that that can practice quality time during a pandemic. What about you, Kirsten? What are some ways that you can practice the love language during a pandemic? I totally agree about the quality time aspect of finding ways to 
just spend time together virtually. And I will say also um, for those who are trying to navigate dating during the pandemic, um, all of those things like virtual dates of like watching a movie together or doing um, like a meal together, whatever it may be on video chat is a great way to get to know each other. It's also an awesome way to vet candidates I would just say to date yeah. Um, yeah I have been on many virtual dates with women I have met on dating apps mm-hmm. and I will say they did not all make it to a second date and it was a much <laughs> easier way to figure out if we had the chemistry if we had mm-hmm. compatibility without having to invest in the risk of meeting up with someone in person during COVID yeah. um, or also just like you know leaving the house during the pandemic, which has become, yes, that's the other thing. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a great way to vet your candidates. Okay. Um, But it's also a really good way to spend quality time together for sure. And it's honestly more convenient when you're like in a new sort of relationship or something like that. Um, Or if you are in a relationship where you and your partner both have really busy schedules and you live in different parts of town or different cities or whatever, um, spending quality time on video chat or on the phone or whatever and getting creative with that is a really convenient way to spend time together. Um, And it can be almost as good as hanging out in person. I won't say as good, but almost as good. Yeah. So yeah, but then you mentioned this a little bit that like physical touch is the um, Mm -hmm. one that's been impacted the most (laughs) um, by the pandemic. And that is a much more challenging one if you and your partner um, live separately or even just if you're in um, a long distance relationship regardless of the pandemic. Um, Or if you're not in an established relationship and your love language is physical touch. I, my heart goes out to you, single people whose love language is physical touch right now. Yeah, like honestly. Wow. Yeah, that's tough. But I would say um, my number one piece of advice uh, for people is to buy a sex toy, truly. Um, If you're looking to like invest in yourself or if you are in a relationship and you are not able to have the physical contact with your partner that you were able to have the pandemic buy them a sex toy um it's a great way to like spice up a relationship but it's also a really good way to learn yourself better and what you like um to be brave in like exploring like who you are and your desires and things like that um so it's a good way to supplement the lack of physical touch um that most of us are dealing with right now yeah um so i would strongly recommend that for people who are single people who are in relationships and i guess in between <laughs> um, so those would be my recommendations yeah situationships yeah. <laughs> deserve some love too so yeah <laughs> truly maybe even more <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely and also i think with the other love languages that haven't been impacted as much. So like for words of affirmation, if you know that your partner, your friend, love languages, words of affirmation, finding creative ways to send a letter or sending a text or, you know, sending them probably a funny meme on Instagram or, you know, there's so many ways that you can get creative, creating like a vision board type thing, like creating like specific words and phrases that you know they'll enjoy. So there are definitely creative ways, creative outlets in order to, you know, show that you show your partner, your friend that you love them. And then also with acts of service, it does look a bit different. But say, for example, you live with your partner, 
you can definitely wash the dishes if that's something that that's piling up they probably have kids or you know they may have a lot going on with with their schoolwork anything washing the dishes taking out the trash or you know cleaning up whatever ways that they that you know that they best will receive that love from you so definitely yeah, and I would say also with acts of service, um, if you live apart, if you don't live with your mm -hmm. partner, um, this is, you know, if you're able to, like, financially, you could, like, Venmo your partner, like, money to, like, order dinner or something like yes. that, where, like, to take that off their plate, like, hey, don't worry about cooking tonight, or just, like, send, like, Postmates them food or, um, you know, have them, like, do a, any sort of, like, Thing that you can take off of their plate virtually <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing um, is a big help too so that's kind of a way that you can engage in those acts of service where you can't necessarily cook your partner dinner um, and then serve it to them um, in your shared dining room you can order them takeout and have it delivered yeah. to them <laughs> food is a food should be like a separate love language like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'll be my number one like just just give me food <laughs> Take me out to eat. Like, I'm totally cool with that. So with all of this being said, um, I would just like to add towards the end here that Valentine's Day is just another day. It can mean as much or as little as you want it to mean. Um, I personally definitely subscribe to the, like, conspiracy theory that Hallmark does this to make money. But, um, <laughs> you know, it absolutely can be like a meaningful and special day um, to celebrate the, your loved ones, however is appropriate for you. But if you're single or if you're in a relationship and dreading February 14th, honestly, don't sweat it. It's just another day and you can show people in your life that you love them any day of the year. Um, so, you know, right. take some of the pressure off if you're feeling it and it's not a good feeling. Um, it's just another day and February 15th we'll all still be here and in the same situation we were before so uh, don't burn yourself out with the roses and the chocolates and the teddy bears um, and spend some time making yourself feel good and maybe the other people in your life too. Yeah definitely and also like if there's some ways that you would like to show yourself like do it do it as a self-care day like have a self-care day have some tea have like do a movie night like be able to show yourself some love on that day if you're feeling a little, you know, lonely, it's totally fine. Get yourself some roses, get yourself some chocolates, okay? So definitely what Kirsten mentioned, make sure to just, you know, love yourself, love yourself, love mm -hmm. those around you. And so I'm so- And maybe uh, that that sex toy suggestion that came in earlier <laughs> could, could really come in handy, just saying. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm so thankful. Just to wrap up this conversation, we just want to thank you all for tuning in today and listening to us speak on the love languages and some ways that you all can practice using your love language in healthy to build healthy relationships. And so before you go, we would like for you to share your top two love languages in the comment section below. Make sure to screenshot your results and share with us on social media tagging the womanhood podcast and hashtagging womanhood love language once again thank you all for tuning into this episode and hopefully you all get to strengthen your relationships by sharing your results with friends and family